Hi, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bricia. And we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners. And we're just following our dreams, you know, working to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right. And we're also moms. Welcome to the Supermama Sisterhood. Hello. Hello. Hi, Supermamas. How is Hello. everyone doing? Hello, everyone. I am back. Better than ever. Fuller and better. Now, not tanto. They kind of like messed me up in Oaxaca, by the way. What do you mean? That's what a whole that story. Mean? Okay. Well, we have time. This is your podcast. This is what you do. So right before the leaving to Oaxaca, I had my surgery, right? And I was so excited and I got there. Oaxaca was amazing. I love it. I, I want to move there every time I go. And mm-hmm. when I got to Oaxaca, I said in the city, I was running every day. I was like doing my thing. I was living my best life. And then I got invited to a baby shower. It was my sister-in-law's baby shower. And she told oh, nice. me it was going to be an adult. It was going to be an adult oh. baby shower. And I was like, So that means that there was mean? a payaso. So there was a payaso. I rated our payaso. Is that what it was? Yes, oh. there was a payaso. Yes, he was funny. He was not rated R. He was like really good, by the way. It was like. Somebody should have payasos here. Yeah, um, I know. Legit. Someone should seriously start a payaso company to go and make it, make it a thing. Baby showers and Oaxaca it are the was, best. They're so fun. It was so fun. But mm-hmm. the second part after the payaso was that they started having games. And I, Ramiro's my husband's family. They're kind of like wild, right? And I didn't really understand what that meant. And they were like, no kids because we're going to have like, you know, Los castigos are going to be different. And I was like, what do you mean? Castigos? So, yeah. So we were playing musical chairs. Mm-hmm. Is this like gaming we with consequences? Ch- gaming with consequences. But they, like, she was looking, she was looking for, she was looking for pinzas, you know, for the, for, you know, when the, on the cuelgas la ropa. Uh-huh. And then like, if you lost, they would put one of those pinzas in your lips or in your ears or in your nose. I'm already unsubscribed. <laughs> I am, subscri- I'm a, I am already unsubscribed to this channel. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then they would kill they it in YouTube, though. A, they, 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 had a, they, they, they were so sad because they couldn't find a machine that tokes. I am dead. They should start their own <laughs> YouTube channel. Yes. So anyway, you know, they already think I am I the, would pay you know, to coming watch from this. L.A. I have videos. Uh, I'm oh, my God. From you're, LA. Like, you're like farm I'm to like, table. All organic, you know, like, free oh range. Yes. I only eat vegan. So and where already, is this from? <laughs> so they already think that I'm the outsider, Fuji? and all the cousins are there. Yeah, they think I'm Fuji. All the cousins are there. So I was like, I gotta play. I gotta play. I gotta, you know, I gotta get oh, down. No. I would have not cared. I'm like, unsubscribe me. <laughs> think whatever you want to think about me. Bye. So I was playing musical chairs, and you know, I was like, I'm just gonna lose every game. But then losing was worse than winning. So I was like. I was kind of, I didn't know what to do. Wait, so if you won, you were punished? So if you lost, like, let's say you play musical chairs and you lose for the next round, you have to have those pieces in your face until the next round. So I was like, oh man, should I win? Should I lose? I don't know what to Um, do. I'm okay. (laughs) You know what I would do to my fillers? So then I was, (laughs) yes, there was like 12. We started like 12 and I got to four. And I was like, yes, right. I'm doing this. Like I'm winning. I'm going. I was like, I got it. I'm, I'm showing them. Right. And then L- I'm like, little did I you know like, they let you win on purpose. No, no, not even. 
not even this is not what happened i was going and then i this music stopped i turn around i look at my chair and i was like yes i got a chair i sit down they fucking took the chair off away from me they took the chair and i fell on my tailbone so bad oh my god and oh my god i felt like my whole my whole life ran in front of me. <laughs> I was so I was like, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. Fuck but then this. you cried. I'm not gonna cry. I went to the bathroom and I cried. And I came back and I was like, <gasps> but they messed me up. My whole like now my back hurts. I went to the doctor today because I was like, I think uh. they undid my surgery. You know, I was so mad. I couldn't run after my whole like it was so bad. I was so pissed. I was so pissed because I was like, I worked so hard to get myself together. And then in And I'm sure now be, everyone's laughing at you because like, no, no, everyone's nada. laughing at me. No one that nada. Oh, yeah. Of course, Perlina got it. Like, she's so <laughs> extra. <laughs> I can already, like, it's even worse yeah. that you're even talking about it. I, no, the wow. Thing is, I Did you tell your husband? The show. The, my, show, my husband was there. My oh. husband, my husband got dragged in a chair all over the floor when it was his turn. They had another game where like they had like a... a Why a, like is a... this happening? <laughs> I don't know. It's just like how they are. I never heard of this before. Then you had couples, right? You had couples playing and they had but like I want to see this. Of... In... No wonder. Okay. So now <laughs> I understand these TikTok videos where I'm like, that doesn't happen. It has to be staged. It nope. happens. It happens. Nope. It okay, happens. So tell me. So then tell me about these games. There was this game. This game we should play. <laughs> they had this game no, where in the I'm middle. Good. I already told they you. I'm unsubscribed. The they had like, you know, those huevos for like, like they have for Easter that they filled. They filled it up with like harina and confetti. And they said some of them have chiles and vinagre. And I was like, what? And so you had to be with your partner. Let's say you're playing with your husband and you play rock scissors. What is it? Paper scissors rock? Rock paper scissors. Rock uh-huh. scissors. Yeah, rock paper you play scissors. And, yeah, and then so you grab an egg and you have to break it on your partner's head. And I was like, my hair is purple. I can't like wash ac- my hair. Wait, like an actual, like an actual real egg? An egg or like one with confetti? Filled. Or not it has confetti. confetti? It has confetti, it has flour, and there were some with chiles, chiles and vinagre. I am dead. <laughs> I was like, my hair, I, I cannot, like, I have purple hair. Are you, are you kidding me? Again, I had to like suck it up. I did not get egged. I did get egged with confetti, but I was like, oh my God, this is insane. What time are we leaving? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I was that bougie, but I guess I am. I'm like, I'm not going to play this again. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not, I don't want to play these games anymore. It was, I was like, this is a baby shot. What is this? What kind of party is this? And they were I... so disappointed again because they didn't have the machine with the toques, you know, with the with the electrical Why shocks. Why is going? What is happening <laughs> with Mexicans and shocking people? I don't know. Okay, I we are de- okay. See, this is like exactly what Selena's dad said. I'm not Mexican enough for the Mexicans, and I'm not American enough for the Americans. Like, <laughs> try to do that shit in an LA party and see what happens to you. Do you know what I mean? You get sued. Yes. I was like, this is so much liability. Like, are you <laughs> kidding me? Paulina. <laughs> wow. This is when people tell me like, you're not white Kenya enough. Because someone came at me on Instagram because I have blonde hair or whatever. So really? I was like, you know, yeah, of course. I knew it was, was going to happen. I don't care. But I was like, 
do you think because I have blonde hair, like it's going to make me less of who I am? Like this is the beauty of being LA. I can have, mm-hmm. this, this is my LA, this is LA Brisa coming out, okay? Mm-hmm. There's Oaxaca Brisa, there's LA Brisa, but apparently Oaxaca Brisa is probably not Oaxaca enough. <laughs> she's not going to get toques at a party. <laughs> well, this is more like a Chilango side. You know, my husband's from there. Ah, and makes from sense. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was, a, it was wilding. It was only family and everybody, like everybody does this. Okay. Little kids, big kids, all this, all people, all people of our tour. My husband got dragged around. I'm telling you, they broke three chairs. Like it was crazy. I'm like, what is this? A baby shower? Or like, a, I don't even know. Like, what is it called? Jackass. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was crazy. I've never been to a party like that, but there's always a first time for everything. And I came out hurt. <laughs> But that was the that was one of the highlights of my trip. But dude, Oaxaca, crazy to tell. I'm gonna tell you, I found about four supermamas in Oaxaca. Oh yes, sister, represent yeah. in Matatlan. I found a supermama. Wow, there was another right. girl that like we're going international. Like, by we're, coastal. we're international, sister. We're international, sister. They were like, by oh coastal. my god, by coastal, by national, by cultural, by everything. It was it was incredible to see a lot of people. I found so many people from LA in Oaxaca. I was like, "What? What's going Hello. on?" It was just Oaxaca, California. It all was the incredible. Way. It was incredible. It was. I know that you're going in. A, you're going at the end of this month, right, to Oaxaca? Yeah, I'll be there for two weeks. <laughs> Dude, it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. If you haven't been to Oaxaca, go do yourself a favor and go what are to you Oaxaca. Waiting for what? Are you waiting for Oaxaca? Is I came back. Not gonna lie, came back to LA, and I was like. Why is LA so dirty and gloomy? Like Oaxaca so bright and you know popping and nice and now bright. You're like, and like, you know, you're how long is it going to be? Like, well, you know, guys, you know, like in Oaxaca, blah 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 blah. <laughs> insert here. Yes, in Oaxaca. In Oaxaca. Insert here. Well, you, you know, know the when kids I was in Oaxaca, so happy. insert here. <laughs> well, I will tell you that I, I mean, you know, tell are, me all the jokes you got about your purple hair because I am no, racing oh my god, so the payaso, the payaso, of course, picked on me, picked on of me, course. and I was like. You're he easy. called me the turista. He called me the turista. He was like, ¿De quién es esta paisana? Does anybody know her? He was trying to talk to me in English. I was just like, oh my God, stop it. No, uh, to self, like, do not attend any <laughs> baby showers. <laughs> or birthday parties. Or, or birthday it, it was party. so funny. We went to a birthday party. The payaso, there's payasos everywhere. It's a payaso yes. culture. I know. We need to have, someone it's needs fun. to start a payaso business here. They're They're great. Yeah. They're great. That guy was amazing. He was so awesome. And I was like, how can I take you to LA? Let's 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 do a payaso business over there. But yeah, it was great. Oaxaca, Oaxaca, Oaxaca. So, 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 so fun. The girls had an amazing time. We ate a lot. Staying in the city with the kids was incredible. We got to do a lot of things. There was parties everywhere, color everywhere, food everywhere. It was amazing. Amazing. Go to Oaxaca, guys. Go to Oaxaca. And then I came back and you were blonde. Blonde, which I just said to myself, Darn it. I should have waited until I came back from Oaxaca to dye my hair. But you know what? I'm just going to embrace it. I want to be called Weta. No, you look amazing. Right. I get it. I'm like, good. You know what? I'm just going to do it. You know what? I'm done you worrying about You look amazing, teacher. Teacher. Thank you. <laughs> Alumna. You're welcome, student. Thank you, student. <laughs> Thank you. No, you look incredible. Like, I mean, I saw you Saturday and even Krista was like, yeah, Bricia looks incredible. I'm like, I know, right? Oh, you look, you look really. I'm living my best life. 
Living my best life. Amazing. I love that. As we all should, living our best life. Yeah. So who do we have on the show, sister? Who do we have on the show today, you ask? Well, let me tell you about this hoop-wearing, award-winning, and stereotype-defying attorney, Carmen Rosas, who is on a mission to help women chase and secure the bag. Mm. She's recognized as a top Latino lawyer by Latino Leader Magazine. Carmen draws on more than 10 years of experience in estate planning to equip women to protect themselves and their families by protecting their assets. And you just reminded me, I got to book my appointment with her. We finished the podcast and we were like, oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to book it. I got super inspired and then life went on. And I'm like, no, we're going to make this a priority. So I hope you all enjoy it. the show. We talked about super very, very important, which is about protecting your assets. One of my protecting brothers. Yeah. One of my brother's best friends, uh, one of his friends mm-hmm. group who was, I don't think he was even got to 40, just passed away. And I think we were talking about death recently on the pod, but you know, nothing, you know, tomorrow is not promised, ladies. You never know. You want to protect your children for whatever happens. So get on your state planning. Speak to Carmen. This really was also a wake-up call for me. Yeah. So yeah, let's not to put on a gloomy note, but you know, stuff happens. We're not really in charge of our lives. No. Thank you, Sumo, for all the songs. Thank you, Sumo, for all the songs and all the tunes. And we'll miss you. All right, without further ado, here is attorney Carmen Rosas. Hi, welcome to the show, Carmen. Hi, thank you so much for having me. No, thank you for joining us to talk about a very important and scary, but it shouldn't be scary topic, which is what happens if we die? What happens to our (laughs) children? What happens to our money? What happens in a legal sense in this beautiful country if we die? (laughs) <laughs> yes let's talk. let's talk about death but yeah. before that <laughs> before introduce, we get to- <laughs> before that, introduce yourselves who do you live with what do you do give us like the very fast 411 and, the 411. and how did you get into this topic of like i want to help people figure out what happens when they die yeah so my name is carmen roses i'm an estate planning and business attorney i have a seven-year-old daughter and an almost eight-year-old stepson. We live at home with my partner and us two kids. We're in the process of getting a dog, a puppy at the end of the month. So that's exciting, but oh also like God. another baby Don't. in the house. <laughs> I know. I have an extra dog. If you want him, <laughs> you can take him. I'm sure the rest of the family would love to. Um, Yeah. So estate planning, right? I joke, like I just prepare people to die. And, (laughs) you know, I'm glad that we can have this like light conversation because some clients come in and they're like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to talk about it. But you should. Some clients just don't know, you know, what's happening. And so I got into it because my grandmother passed away when I was waiting for bar results. My mom was named trustee and we'll get into kind of what all the, these terms are, right? Was named trustee. So she was basically in charge of my grandma's estate when she passed away. And she's, you know, crying. She's mourning my grandmother passing. And was like, I have no idea what this is. You went to law school. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. I didn't have very much experience in estate Mm -hmm. planning. It was what I had done, you know, in law school. And my plan was like, I'm going to go and do family law. I'm going to do all of these, these other things. And when I realized that my mom had so much trouble navigating it, I was like, there's so many people who don't know what to do, especially in the Latinx community, because it's something that older white people did that were like super wealthy And it didn't apply to us, right? It didn't apply to our community. And I was like, whoa, we need to tell people about this because I thought about how my other grandmother came to the US, right? She immigrated from Mexico. And it was like, they worked their butts off, blood, sweat, and tears for their eight children. And they had this one house and it was, it could potentially be 
lost and given to the government and so much money taken away. And all of our memories of summer and riding our bikes and drinking from the water fountain, like that would go away with, you know, if this whole house had to be sold. So my whole thing was, I was like, we need to get out here and tell people and we need to figure out how to do it. And of course, I'm like the only, I mean, now I think now that I've been in practice like 10 years, there's more colored people that are doing it, but I was like the only like brown woman in a, in a pool of, in a, you know, of white men. And that's kind of who dominated this field. So I'm just out here trying to share the information and get people to talk about it. It's great. I know people, like you were saying, you are completely right. In the Latino community, this is an off-limit subject. Mm -hmm. I went to my first I went to my first uh, funeral because like a friend's, you know, thing that she invited me to. And I realized how different it is here, how different Oaxaca, where we grew up and we haven't had a lot of people passing away on our end, but it's very different, very, very different. Mm -hmm. So when I went there, I remember when I, when I was here, my husband and I on our way back started having this conversation about like, what, what would we do when we, when we die? Right. Like we started having a conversation even as to, I, I told them, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be buried. I don't want to be in a box. I don't want to be in the ground. I want to be, I want to be at, in ashes. Right. Kim and I started mm -hmm. having these like really honest and open conversation about what we wanted to do. Things that we never talked about things, things that we never said to each other. And it was a very light conversation time forward. My parents were here and I started talking to my parents about it and they were very uncomfortable with this conversation. Mm -hmm. Like I just started telling them like, Oh, you know, when I went to this funeral, I realized that I don't want to be in the ground. My husband doesn't want to be on the ground. We want to do this. And they were very, very uncomfortable. Like, why are we even talking about this? Like, why are we, you know, why are you even saying these things? And I realized how still, it's still very like a taboo subject to even mm -hmm. talk about those things. When we started doing our estate planning, my in-laws got really upset at us because they're saying that we're attracting death. Mm -hmm. You know, we're still here. We're still here, yeah. you know, <laughs> years later, we're still here. But I think, you know, this is something that we really definitely need to normalize because on the other side, we grew up with this telenovela culture. And I mean, I know probably six different families within my family that are fighting over property and they stop talking to each other, problemas, cheese, you know, like it just becomes All a of thing of everywhere that I turn it over. So let's talk about this, please. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I'll have a lot of women come in And they're like, well, I'm going to do my estate plan and protect my stuff. I don't care if my husband doesn't want to come in because the husband's like, oh, you know, we're attracting death. They're superstitious that if they sign these papers or they talk about it, it's going to happen. They're going to pass away. And that's it. They're <laughs> signing their life away. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Especially in, you know, like in our cultures, like I think about like Dia de los Muertos, right? And we talk about it and we're celebrating and we have this whole like holiday <laughs> around yes. it. But people won't talk about like the important parts, like the legal parts that really make it set in stone so that there aren't any family fights and people will still remain together and they talk to each other because right. people say, oh, I have just my little house. I'm like, but it's valued at a lot, especially if you're in California. Like that's worth a lot of money. <laughs> so are you certified attorney, state attorney in California? Yep. So I passed the bar exam in 2012 and I started my practice right then and there. And I can practice from almost to Oregon, right from border to border all the way down to like San Diego. Yeah. Amazing. You know, people say like, I'm, I'm not an attorney. I can give you legal advice. Like this is an actual yeah. attorney who actually I am has actually the bar. I'm actually an attorney. I can, <laughs> I can give you legal advice. <laughs> who can give us legal advice? <laughs> You're legit. 
I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the number, you know, it's funny that you say that because people come in, right. And this is a big, it's a common thing because, right. And I'm going to say in Mexico, right. Because a lot of my clients that, you know, are here. You're not a notaria. You're an, you're an attorney. <laughs> exactly. They're like, are you a notaria? And I'm like, well, I'm a notary as well, but I'm actually an attorney. But in, you know, in Mexico, you can just be a notaria or, you know, do legal documents, but that's not the case here. And so I think there's some confusion, but I am legitimately an attorney. <laughs> You're legit. You're legit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess like my question is like, what is state planning? How do we start? Let's say someone that they're like, I don't even know what that is. Like, so what is it? What are the basics? What are some of the most important things that as a family with children or even without children, but like as a family or someone that's starting to share assets, what is an asset? You know, all of those things, like, like the basic 411, talk to me like I'm my 10 year old daughter and I don't even know. What okay. This is. Oh, you know, it's funny. Cause I had to explain to my daughter recently because she was like, mommy, what do you do? And she's seven. <laughs> and I was like, I'm an attorney. And she was like, well, what does that mean? And I said, well, you know, I help people prepare document and I had to like figure out how to explain that. So great question. So estate planning, basically when you pass away and you have assets, so assets are your house, bank accounts, a business, 401ks, retirements, all of that, you know, brokerage, 403Bs, whatever it is, anything that has cash value is basically an asset. And so estate planning is the process of preparing legal documents to protect your assets. Because what happens is you have three options when you pass away. One is the default plan that the state decides for you. And that requires that your family go through probate court. So, you know, um, Bozeman, the Black Panther, right? There's this, He's in the news right now about how his estate finally settled, right? He didn't have a will. He didn't have a trust, which is mind blowing to me, but that's a whole other like conversation. Sounds pretty crazy, like being in that position. Yeah. His wife had received like 1.3 million his mom or his parents received 1.3 million and the government received 1.3 million. So how wow. do you figure out, like, how do you keep it so that everything goes to your family? Right. So especially if you have children, you want to make sure that they're taken care of, but the default plan, Can if I you don't a do a, uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry. Why does the government get a third of his money? Well, so that's the default plan that <laughs> the, the government says, well, if you don't adequately prepare, you're going to give us some of your money because you're going to have to go through court fees. You're going to have to pay administrative fees. Like it ends up being the whole court process. And it's set by law is 5% in California, the fair market value of your stuff. So say your house is worth a million dollars. They don't care if you still owe like 900,000. If it's worth a million, you're going to be paying $50,000 in probate fees versus an estate plan, which is like, they say 5,000 to 6,000 or, you know, varies, but that's about the the average. So yeah. So they say, okay, you don't want to prepare. We're going to tax your estate. And then if it's over a certain amount, then you get even taxed even more because we have what's called estate taxes on the federal level. So right now it's really high, but the estate tax exemption is like 12 million per person, but it's supposed to drop in 2026. And if you have an estate that's over 12 million, you don't plan properly, then you get taxed on anything over that 12 million or the 6 million in the future. And then there's also, then you have, you know, you're paying the attorney's fees and everything like that. So that's how it ends up the government fees, right? Quote unquote, government fees are everything that you're paying to the attorneys, the court taxes, all of it. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. And that, yeah. <laughs> and the other options, like, I was like, a there's a way to avoid it. Right. So if you want to just stay away from probate, because probate is long too. Minimum is a year, especially right now because of COVID and the courts are slowing down. It's they're taking forever. They were slow before, but they're even slower now. It's taking at least a year before you can get probate wrapped up. The other option is if you have just a will, right? And that's equivalent to like a testamento, right? It's just a will. It's a document that says, I want all my stuff to go here. 
But what people don't understand in, in the United States, a will still has to go through the probate process. So basically what you're saying is here, judge, here's a will. I want my assets to be distributed to these people. Here's instructions, but you still have to go before the judge for them to approve it and go through that same probate process. The third option that I focus on is creating a living trust. And that's part of the estate plan. So living trust is the one document that will keep you out of court as long as you transfer all of your assets. And I like to say a living trust is like a treasure box, right? So everything you own goes into this treasure box. You have the key. You get to decide what comes in, what goes out. And then when you pass away, you get to pass the key on to whoever you want, right? The the court doesn't get it and they get to go in and do what they want with it. So you get to stay in control even after you pass away. Hmm. I like that option. So the, the leaving, the leaving trust, um, how does one start it? When is the right way to start it? What is inside that treasure box? How do we get one of those papers that we don't want to give them? Also, how much does it cost and how often do you have to update it? Good question. So great questions. So a living trust, right? I say people, if you're over the age of 18 and you're breathing, you need to look into some type of estate planning. It can be the bare minimum which is like a will, healthcare directive, and power of attorney, right? And that's kind of the essentials we like to call them. But if you have a home, if you have children, you want to have a living trust, mostly because the living trust allows you to say, okay, my kids, if I pass away and they're under the age of 18, they're not going to get all their money at 21 and go to Vegas and go gamble it away, right? They're going to have to get it at like, say, 25, right? Maybe they finish college or However it is, you get to put conditions and you get to decide when they get it and you can space it out versus with probate. If you don't have a plan, they get it all at 18. Mm. So to start it, if you're 18, start it. Find an attorney in your area that you're comfortable with. I always say that it's not just about creating legal documents because the number of families that I deal with on generational levels, right? Like the kids will come in, the parents come in, the grant, and then when they pass away, then it's this whole generation. So you're building a relationship that essentially becomes kind of like, your family attorney, not family law, right? But like your family attorney where you can go and consult and you're comfortable and you can share all of that information. A full comprehensive estate plan, it ranges from, I mean, it could be as low as say like $3,000 if you're doing, you know, the essentials all the way up to say six or 7,000. And that's kind of what I say is like the quote unquote setup fee. Like you do that one time. And then if you want to do updates down the line, sometimes, you know, attorneys include them for free or sometimes they do it at their hourly rate just based on the amount of time. So for example, if someone comes in and they're like, hey, I need to do an amendment, I need to just change beneficiary names and it only takes us 10 minutes, that's all we charge them, right? Versus the whole plan again or risking the 50,000 plus that you would potentially pay in probate. What is a situation where you would need to update your living trust? For example, like every time you buy a new vehicle, like, you know, if you decide to go on the stock market, like how often does one do this? What are the things that we should know? Like if I'm going to do this, I'm, if I'm going to buy this, if I'm going to invest in this, like I need to include it. Like, how does that work? So we always say when there's big life changes, so someone passes away, someone gets married, you know, maybe there's a new baby and you need to change distributions, but it's really when there's life, big life changes. I get that question a lot from clients about, well, if I buy a new house, do I have to update it? If I do this, do I have to update it? And the answer is no. So the great thing is, is that once you have it established and say you want to buy a house, then you just buy it in the trust name. So now you just say, Hey, I need you when you do the title rather than like, you know, husband and wife as community property or however, you know, it is, it would be husband and wife as trustees of our living trust. And it automatically becomes a trust asset. The only thing Mm. you would technically update is what we call the Schedule A, 
which is essentially an inventory of everything you own. So when something happens to you, everybody knows where we go, where they're supposed to go and collect the assets, whether it's cash from the banks. Same thing if you open up a new bank account, you put it in the trust name. And normally when you add assets, that's not changing your trust. It's only if you're doing like a life change or updating beneficiaries, things like that. Something that's within the bigger kind of like bulkier part of how your estate would be distributed. That's really interesting. I had no idea we had to open accounts under like a living trust or like, I mean, Brita, you bought a, you just bought a property. I don't know if you, you know, like had that. We just opened our business for our Airbnb and we opened the business as a living trust. So that that's the owner of my business. My living trust is between my husband and I. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that our property is also in the living trust. We did like an amendment after we bought it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes like you'll buy it, right, to get qualified and they just put it in your name and you say, hey, we need to to transfer it into, and it's just an updating of the title. Mm-hmm. But I haven't updated it to add my daughter. That's the only thing I haven't oh. done. So depending on the language, sometimes you don't have to, like for, for a lot of our plans, we'll say, or afterborn children, because what can happen is yeah, I don't if you that. don't add new children or say you, you start your trust as a single person and then you get married and there's no reference to your husband or wife and there's no reference to certain kids, they can then go to the court and say like, Hey, you left me out. <laughs> it was an accident. You know, maybe it was an accident. Some people leave their older children out on purpose, right? Because each family is different. Yeah, making sure that you you update it there, and then also Alina, when you are saying about oh, I didn't need to, I didn't know I need to put my my bank accounts right in the trust name. So what can happen is, and this happens quite often, and I'll give you another example. If an asset is left out, right? If something's not put into this treasure box, we have to then petition the court and say, hey, judge, we did all these documents, we did everything we were supposed to. But we accidentally forgot one of these assets out. We forgot to include this. Can you just give us a court order so we don't have to go through court? It is a lot more time consuming. It's not the whole probate process, but there is a way to fix it, but it just becomes messy, you know? So yeah. if you just update and then it all at once. My kids don't know how to do that or whoever <laughs> doesn't know how to do that. Then, So because I was thinking, you know, we've had conversations here on the show before about how we keep our like finances or home finances. And I feel like sometimes not all the bank accounts are under both of her names. So mm-hmm. I have my own bank accounts. He has his own bank accounts. So does that mean like every bank account has to have both of her names to, to be part of this living trust? No. So it can okay. still stay in your individual names and it'll say, and there's something even for the bank accounts, right? There's two options, right? There's always multiple options. And so figuring mm-hmm. out what works best for you. But one option is that you put it into the trust name, but it would be like Paulina as trustee of my living trust. Or what you do is you leave it as your name alone and then the pay on death beneficiary, just like beneficiary designations for like life insurance and things like that. The pay on death beneficiary can then be the trust so that it's yours. And then when you pass, it goes into the trust. Got it. Okay. That's right. Which is an easier thing to do, right? You can just do that, I think, on your settings or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, concern, it's usually, especially now, everything's online. You just go say, hey, I need to update my beneficiary on all of Got my it. accounts that's what and you can do. just go into it. And you mm-hmm. can put the trust as your beneficiary. And the other thing I wanted to mention, because we're talking about property, right? If you buy property and you put it into your trust name, you're like, okay, good. But if you ever go to refinance, right? What they do is they take the property out of the trust, right? Or out of the treasure mm-hmm. box. They put it in your name as individuals to qualify. So you can mm-hmm. get the money. And then a lot of times those companies won't put it back in. And so that's where there's sometimes a hiccup. So I tell all my clients all the time, if you refinance, it's a big one, let me know so we can double check after the refinance is done to make sure that your house is still in your trust. Because again, we have to do that whole 
court process, if not. So we already, you know, this is mostly like properties, you know, mm-hmm. uh, bank accounts. But know. what if someone says, well, I don't have any property. I don't have like, I don't have any, any tangible like assets. Why do I need estate planning? Why do I need mm-hmm. to care about this? But they do have children. And I know, like I told you before about like my death wishes, you know, mm-hmm. does mm-hmm. all of that have to be included there? Like, is that something that, you know, for someone that doesn't have property, can do, should they still get a, a, should they still do this? Yes. <laughs> so like I said, you know, everyone over the age of 18 and so in a state, so we've been talking mostly about a living trust, right? When you're protecting assets, if you have children or if you have just like the bare minimum, but you have certain beliefs, right? Maybe you want to donate your body to science when you pass away. You don't want to or donate your organs. You want to be cremated versus buried. You want to be in a mausoleum, whatever it is, right? If you have... You want to be turned into a diamond. Yeah, I want to be turned into a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> if you have like certain things that you want to do, you need to get it on paper. Otherwise, whoever is left can make... well a couple of things can make their own decisions or there's a lot of fighting that happens because not one person is picked. So let's talk about kids first. If you have kids and you, you're like, Oh, I don't have any assets. I don't have to worry about it. You would do the essentials. And basically what that does, because within the will or the testamento, you name guardians, right? And so guardians are the people who would take care of your kids if you're no longer around. And so within the will, if you pass away and you know, the other parent passes away or becomes incapacitated, I always give the example, you're out on date night, you get in a car accident, one person passes away, one person's incapacitated. What happens with the kids? Because they're with a the babysitter. I know, I, I know, I know, I know. Nobody <laughs> ever likes this. And I was like, this is like a real life example, right? Because yeah. it can happen like to anyone. And you're like, okay, what happens? Well, if you don't have somebody within 20 minutes of where you live, that is a blood relative, your kid will go into foster care. Just temporarily, right? 20 Until minutes? A guardian can be, aha. Uh-huh. 20 minutes mm-hmm. from where you live. From where you live, yeah. With traffic or with traffic? Can... <laughs> I, I, know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, let's go with traffic. <laughs> oh my is god! This, is this calculated within like mile radius? Because twenty minutes, you know. It, yeah, it's just a number that we give. You know why? Because the cops are not going to wait around for. Got it. Okay. Hours, like it's because it's their time, right? Like they're okay. not going to sit around that long. It's la realidad. It's la realidad. I was like, they, they're like, okay, well, we got to put these kids somewhere. And, and you're like, you know, the kids are already traumatized because they're like, well, where's my mom and dad? What are we going to do? You know, who are these people that we would end this up with? Me- I know. Okay. <laughs> Deep breath. You're talking breath. to the worst people about this because like, this is like what I think about every time I go to sleep. But see, so you have like, your estate, your trust. You're going to have a full estate plan done though. So but yeah, 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 yeah I do have a trust. trust there's but, now out know? of the four oh. siblings, she's the one that lives like 30 minutes away. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We all live within blocks from each other, but she's the only one that well, lives Well, you have far. to move now. <laughs> oh my God. Or can, so the thing is, right? So if the person, but you have a neighbor, right? That you trust maybe. So if it's not a blood relative, you have to have legal documents to name somebody that can pick them up. So if it's a a, a neighbor or someone who lives around the corner closer to you, you can put in your guardianship documents that this person's going to be in charge of your kid if something happens to you or the other parent. And that becomes legally binding as long as, you know, there's execution things like two witnesses, blah, blah, blah. But all of that is, it will set it up so that your kid's protected. They don't have to go through foster care and there's somebody that will be there, you know, and you always do a plan A, B, and C, right? So mm-hmm. if somebody's like out of town, when you happen to get in a car accident and you need them, then you have a backup plan too. Oh man. So that's I only, have a, I only have a plan A. 
My, what if uh, happens to my brother's out of town? Yeah, then you then you need to find someone. Yeah, you know what I need to do? I need to like send you my documents so you can take a look at them because I am yeah. now. I'm having all these questions after you after this conversation. Yeah, but- yeah, we can absolutely talk. I'll look at them. We can talk about it. The other thing is right. So you have a will that's guardians when you die. If you're incapacitated, right? It's a whole other document. It's called the durable power of attorney or poder de abogado, right? And in that document, it's like, if you're incapacitated, right? So if one of you passes away, the will says one thing. If you're incapacitated, you're in a coma, you can't make decisions for yourself. The durable power of attorney is the one that says, I'm naming this person in charge of my finances. So keep paying my mortgage, keep paying my bills so that when I come out of this coma, I still have a house. And then also who will take care of my kids if while I'm temporarily incapacitated. So that's the second document. Uh Uh-huh. I know. I'm like, I'm trying to remember everything that's in there. Me too. And I, I, you know what? And I just scanned my living trust. So I actually have it electronically because we just, we had to do a e-lock. So Uh I, I, I'm like, I'm so glad I have this scanned because I'm going to email it to you and then we're going to set an appointment (laughs) offline and, you know, we're going to have a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. No, we always do like, you know, an hour and a half to really go in and like, be like, okay, what do you want? Like we cover all the bases. You know, I did do a presentation to a mom group a couple months ago. And one of the ladies that was there, she goes, because we talk about the short-term guardian. So people think about the long-term, right? Who would they stay with forever, right? But they don't talk about the short-term very often, right? The within the 20 minutes so that they can avoid any foster care. And yeah, so she was at the meeting minutes. and she, she came up to me and she's like, I paid over $7,000. Like I only have one house. She's like, I paid over $7,000 and not one time did my attorney tell me I needed a short-term guardian. No, neither. Legit. I'm in the same boat. Same way. Same way. And she was like, like, my family lives out of state. (laughs) She's like, I have nobody here and I don't have a short-term guardian. She was like, I need to, you know, we need to update it. So we went ahead and we updated it. But that's one of the things that a lot of attorneys don't mention. And, you know, as a mom. Men. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Men attorneys. I was like, as a mom, like, especially with a lot of my clients, right? Most of my clients are moms, right? It's a lot of the women that come in and they... And I think because I'm a woman, right, they want to like talk to somebody who's all, who understands what it is to be a mom and the things that we worry about that the men and dads don't necessarily worry about. But it's always about the kids. Well, what happens to my kids? Like, how do I make sure, how do I make sure that they're going to be taken care of, that the life insurance that I have or the 401k that I have is going to go to them and it's going to take care of them until they're old enough to take care of themselves. And so, yeah, it blows my mind, the number of attorneys that just don't even think to bring it up. And yes, a lot of the times it is men. <laughs> And I also want to say, ladies uh, listening, I know that this sounds super scary and like sometimes, and I think we don't ever want to talk about this. These are not the things that we are daily thinking about, but this is important. I mean, we are living through really, I think every generation says the same thing, right? But we are living (laughs) in like really crazy times. And I think we've realized in the past two years and everything happening right now that like things can change in a second and we have to be ready. We have to be one step ahead. We have to think about the things that makes us uncomfortable. I I think like Mm -hmm. just really talking about the things that make us uncomfortable is going to start making it normal. Our culture is just like, mucho pleito, mucho pleito. We got to avoid the pleitos, you know? (laughs) So when it comes to our parents, when it comes to like my mom and dad, you know, Mm -hmm. when it comes to our grandparents, how do we approach this? What's the best way to have a conversation about them 
that makes it relatable. And I know we have a lot of tradition, a lot of beliefs, a yeah. lot of, you know, Because cultural. for example, I know my mom and my dad promised me everything when they pass. <laughs> so how do I let my siblings know that everything just belongs to me, except the debt? I think the debt no, was, yeah. was going was to be given to Paulina, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> sure. That's what they told me. Yeah. Well, it's, and that happens all well, the time. Well, if I would like, tell oh, you well, what they would said. tell me. <laughs> <laughs> they told Polina the same thing, that she gets everything yes. and you get the debt. <laughs> <laughs> they told every, all four of us the same thing. And at the well, end, that's how families fight. At the end, and at the end all they're left all with is debt. <laughs> it's all debt. <laughs> Which Polina gets. gets. All the goods, yeah. They use all of the, you know, all the money up and everything. Yeah, that's, you know. They should. Wait, 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 wait. Just really quick. So if it's only debt that they leave, does it also go to probate and does the government keep all the debt? No, so that's the thing with, so that oh, that's a great question. So because with probate, right? Okay. So a couple of things, if all they leave you is debt, <laughs> that means that the estate is what we call insolvent. It means it has no money, right? There's no assets. And so depending on the item, like if there's any, so if, we're going to assume there's no house. It's just maybe credit card debt, right? and there's nobody else named, then typically it just goes away, right? Like as long as it's not secured and it's not joint with someone else and there's no money in the estate, because the reality is, is a social security number dies with the person. So who are they going to send to collections? Mm. Mm. (laughs) Got it. Um, Well, that's good to know, because if it's debt, then we know, you know. Okay, good. mm -hmm. And then with probate though, but if you go through probate, that's a great question because when with probate, you have to do like a public notice in the newspaper. Hey, this person died, probate is open. Which means that everybody in their DM deals like all come from the woodworks and they're like, oh, I was promised this. Or creditors come in and like, oh, they owe me this money. Or someone says, oh, I have loan. And even if it's not a valid claim, it just makes it go longer and longer. And we have mm-hmm. to prove that it's not valid. And it just gets messy because everybody wants to collect where they can. Can I ask a question? Uh-huh. Like, like, I mean, I, I understand this. Like everybody comes from everywhere. But like, like who? Puede venir la, 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 la quien a, a reclamar algo? Like who? Like. Whoever wants to try. <laughs> what, what's the extent? Whoever wants to try. What? Uh-huh. Okay. Wait, wait. Anyway. Let me go. She never answered the real question. How do we tell our parents about this? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So going back to that. So I always say, you know, it's hard because, you know, they don't want to hear it. But I always say, like, position it as in, hey, like, do I have instructions for what I'm supposed to do if something happens to you? Like, in case of emergency, what if? you know, you guys are in separate parts of the States or, you know, something's happened and we are not all together at once to make decisions. Right. Cause there's how many, four of you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So if you are, you know, if you're like, Oh, and we can't come to an agreement, like who gets to have the say, because the doctor's not going to let us make the decision for us. Like you have to decide ahead of time. So making it so, because really the reality is an estate plan isn't for you, right? It's the people that you're leaving behind. So if you position it, as, Hey, how are you going to keep protecting me and taking care of me when you're not here? Because that's what you guys have been doing our whole lives. So sometimes mm-hmm. positioning it like that makes it a little bit easier. And sometimes there's very like hardheaded <laughs> parents who are just like, Nope, stop. I don't want to have any conversation about it. And then unfortunately that's where it goes. But I will say that if you can get them to do a durable power of attorney before they become incapacitated, whoever the person is in charge, can then help create a trust document to so that it's protected. And a lot of people don't oh, know that. So mm-hmm. someone else can do the state planning. I'm about to or, be like, oh, but firma aquí, papa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically, but you have to have a, yeah, you have to have the power of attorney, right? And they have to go and they have to be in front of a notary. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I think that's like the I, question I that's is the most... who are they gonna trust? <laughs> As Pick one of you four. <laughs> That's a lot of responsibility. It's going to be Elizabeth. Well, Elizabeth. She's going to be shaking the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to be shaking and crying the entire time. Like, I don't understand what this means. <laughs> I see it already. Yeah. yeah. Carmen, no, yeah. Uh, we want to be respectful of your time. I know you have an hourly rate. I don't want to go over my time. <laughs> I want to thank you for your time. Can we please, can you please share to the Super Amas, where can they find you? Where can they hire you? How can we get our state planning in order? And then do you do any other type of uh, law? I know you said you're a business lawyer as well. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of women out there opening businesses. How can they hire you? What other practices do you do? Come on, give us your give us yeah, your elevator yeah. pitch right now. Follow me on um, Instagram. I am Carmen Rosas or Carmen Rosas Law. Honestly, if you type in Google Carmen Rosas Attorney, I'm the only one that pops up. So that's really awesome. <laughs> so if you just remember my name, attorney, you'll be able to find me. But for Instagram and Facebook, it's I am Carmen Rosas and then Carmen Rosas Law. And then our website is yourlegacyprotectionfirm.com. And we focus on primarily legacy protection. So the estate planning and assets and family, but then we also focus on business. So we do business succession planning. For example, if you have a business and you want to make sure that your family continues to run it, we'll create a business succession plan, which is kind of like an estate plan for your business. So you say who's in charge, who's going to continue. And then we do LLC formation, entity formation, some trademarks so that everything is protected, right? And everything is, you cover all your bases, incapacitation or death, and then your business is protected so that your money, your, your family can keep continuing to collect that money. Oh, we're going to keep you busy. Yeah. yeah. You just, and if you call our phone number, call our oh, office what's your phone number? on the website, 650-503-3770. My Again? assistant will get you all set up. 650-503-3770. And we're also going to be opening up an office in San Diego soon, probably by the end of the year. So we'll have, but we can do everything virtual también, all throughout California. And you're bilingual, so. you know, you're, yes, you're, you're people for the people by the people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All of that. <laughs> well, thank Girl, you so amazing. much, Carmen. It was a great, great, you know. Great conversation that everybody should be having. Everybody should be having this conversation. Thank, Thank you so much, you so Carmen, much for, for an amazing day. Uh, for an amazing, yes, for an amazing interview. Yeah. And for the super mass <laughs> out there, please don't go anywhere. We will be back after this short message. This short message. This short break. What message super do you have? <laughs> <laughs> go do your what estate message? <laughs> do your estate planning. Uh, but also... We're going to take a break and come back with our super mama pick or tip of the we week. We probably definitely need to break after that. See, you got her all, you got her all fucked up. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. I need some All out. right, we'll Deep be right breath. back. We'll be right back. As super mamas, our children's health and well-being are our top priorities. That's why it's so critical for us to stay informed about anything and everything that affects them, including vaccines that can help them keep safer from COVID-19. Luckily, COVID-19 vaccines are now authorized for the whole family, including the chiquitos as young as six months. The vaccine has been proven to be safe and effective. And here in California, thousands of infants and toddlers over six months have already been vaccinated. This is such great news. COVID-19 vaccines have been given safely to more than 27 million children between the ages of five and 17 in the United States and who are also now eligible to receive a booster shot to help keep their immunity strong. Don't wait. Get your whole family vaccinated. It is okay to have questions about this. I know I did too. 
So do your own research. Head to myturn.ca.gov for more information about COVID-19 vaccines for infants and toddlers. In there, you will find all the information and resources you need, including the option to book a vaccine appointment or find a walking location near you. Protect your little ones. Visit myturn.ca.gov today. And we are back. We are back. Yes, we need to schedule our appointments because like you said, you never know. I was talking about that last time, remember? I was just telling you last time how, mm -hmm. como dicen, la vida no está comprada. La vida no está comprada. So we need to, we need to be prepared. I don't think we need to be scared. We just need to be prepared. That's it. Yeah. No, I'm not scared. I already told you guys. I'll be like 120. So, but still, I got to be prepared. 120. I'm going to give you a whole thing of tips for blonde hair. So mm. for all my blonde sisters out there, you know, <laughs> this blonde life is very, very different than <laughs> the brunette life, let me tell you. So I had no idea what was in store for me. <laughs> you told me. This hair is a very high maintenance. Kind of, you know, kind of goes with me. Very high maintenance. <laughs> so let's start from the beginning. That hair does not play musical chairs. No. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I don't play music. I mean, this whole vibe isn't going to get blonde breeze. I will never. My hair routine. I'm going to give you the tips and everything that my hair lady guru told me. Blonde hair. One, get silk scrunchies. You cannot wear anything that's not silk in your head. So that includes scrunchies and a pillow cover. Your what? hair is, yeah, your hair is very fragile and it can tear very easily. Don't ever put a backpack over your hair. So if you have your hair down, don't you ever dare put a backpack over your shoulder. It can tear your hair off if you put your backpack over your hair. Wash your hair once a week, rinse twice. So if you're going to wash your hair three times, only use shampoo once a week. When you do wash your hair and you choose to use blue shampoo, so I have blue shampoo, Mix your blue shampoo with your conditioner because blue shampoo can actually be very abrasive and can actually damage your hair and people don't, they can dry it out. A lot of people don't talk about this. Blue conditioner is way better than blue shampoo, but there's mm. some great blue shampoos. You can just mix your shampoo with your conditioner to use it. Use your mask as a regular conditioner. Ditch your conditioner before. If you have some conditioner left and don't want to throw it away, use your conditioner with oils. Carry an oil. See-through oil, you cannot use any oil that has any sort of color because your hair will pick it up. So use a clear hair oil. Keep one in your purse because you need to oil your tips at least three times a day. Brush your hair what? every single day, at least twice a day. I am, <laughs> My pick this week is actually going to be the Sheila brush. I will link it on the show notes, but this is a very specific brush. Yeah, it's called the Dios de mi corazón. No, perdóname. I'm sorry, sisters, that I'm giving you this a tip. I just realized how much it was. It was a gift. My girl gifted it to me, my hair girl. No. <laughs> Perdón. A brush? Wait, is it? Sheila. Oh, here it is. Wait, a ver cuánto cuesta. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Okay, no. It's $39. Okay. I saw another one that was $130. I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> no. Sheila Stotts Untangle Brush, $39. This has metal bristles. I will link it on the show notes. It is. The only brush that you should be using, especially if you have blonde hair, it will prevent everything from dandruff. You need to, again, like I said, brush your hair at least twice a day, once in the morning, once at night. That allows air through flow and oxygen through to flow 
through your hair strands and allows your hair oils to penetrate and go directly through the bottom of your hair and not get stuck in your scalp, which can prevent buildup and the need for you to wash your hair constantly. You're not even reading. You're like literally just learning all of that. No, I'm not reading. reading this, is, this is legit. No, no, no. This is me just spitting knowledge. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of work. I thought purple hair was work. You have a lot of work. Well, no. Purple hair is messy. Messy. Blonde hair is just delicate. <laughs> yeah, no. Purple hair is like, I have to get a black everything. Black robe, black towel. Like When I got to Oaxaca, I, I requested like a dark towel. <laughs> My hair stylist said, having blonde hair is like having chapped lips. It's okay. You just have to be very gentle and you have to keep moisturizing throughout the day. Mm. My hair is pretty mm -hmm. much raw. It's raw, basic to its core. Oh, last thing, last thing on top of everything. When you're on the sun, wear a hat. The sun can damage your hair. Wear a hat. It will definitely make it thinner. And it could actually, you can get sunburn in your scalp because there's no protection in your scalp anymore. You mean you're, mm -hmm. you're bare. So out in the sun, always wear a hat. That's it. That's all. Wow. That's a lot. That is also a lot. my hair takes like triple the time to dry as air dry as opposed to before. I I don't I've never really blow dry my hair. It just dries on its own. I just let it go. Triple the time to air dry. Wow, that's crazy. I know. My tip it actually relates to you because now you're briquet. Briquet. Right before I went to Oaxaca, remember I was doing purging on my clothes and everything, and I threw away mm -hmm. a lot of my really really old bras, and I was like, where do I get the, the like the perfect bras? Like I mm -hmm. I wanted to get bras. And um, you have told me, Patty has told me how much you guys love the skims. And I find, and I order some. Obsessed. Obsessed, guys. I ordered three different bras. They're all amazing. Like when I first received the sculpting bra, I saw it and I was like, this fits Sixta. Like, I don't think I can wear it. You know, it was, it was so tiny. And then when I wore it, I just, I love it. I love it. There's another one that's called the Jelly Sheer. It's my favorite bra. I just want to like rub my boobs all the day, all day long, just because it just feels so good. The bra looks feels so good. So try them out. They're really, all the hype is real. It is real. All the hype is real. Mm -hmm. They're worth it. Like they're amazing. They shape really well. They, they feel amazing. They're great. The underwear is great too, but I really, really love the bras. So skims, bras, that's my tip to be living and feeling fabulous. Amazing. That's it. That's the show. That's it for the show. And um, I'll see you next week. Hopefully my back will be better. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, did you, did you surgery? Did, did you, are you peeing on yourself now again? No, I went to the doctor and I was like, ah, it hurt. And she said that it's because a lot of the nerves in the back are the nerves that end up in the womb. So I need to re-strengthen all of my my nerves in the back and fix my back so that my go to Bartholomew. It, I know, I I know. That's what I, I I just wanted to make sure that everything was good in inside. You know, in the inside, everything's that good. So now she told me to do so. It is note to self: never go to a baby shower with my husband's family or any kind of party. No, don't say that. I'm just kidding, guys. I love you all. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Hasta la vista, baby. Bye. Bye. Hey, sisters. Thank you so much for listening. Hope all of you guys are subscribed to our newsletter. If you're not, make sure you hit that subscribe button on superromas.com. We will be sending out invites to upcoming events, promos, and super cool surprises your way. 
And of course, you can always keep up with us through the gram at underscore supermamas and on Twitter also at underscore supermamas and in the face at supermamas podcast. Oh, one more thing. We want to hear your supermama moment of the week to share with all of you sisters. Call into our hotline 424-329-3707 and leave us a message or simply email us a voice note to hello at supermamas.com. Very soon, we could be featuring you on the show. Please remember to leave your name and Instagram handle for a chance to be featured. Much love and see you next week. Super Mamas!